right. Welcome back to the Couch Command. Uh, it's been a while, but, you know, we're, we're getting things together. Uh, we got plans in the future to make our uh, YouTube just a little less ratchet. Um, with me today, I have MJ. Green salutations. Thanks for having me. Right on. And also I have with me Isaac. Hey, uh, thanks for inviting me uh, to talk about Ahsoka. From the Lost Romantic Review YouTube page. You check it out. Also, out of nowhere, at the last minute, uh, stepping in for my buddy Chuck, we have Kid Mystery. He's back. I'm back, baby, and back with a vengeance. Woo-ha. All right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, uh, did you copy and paste that uh, format that we're supposed to be doing, Mr. MJ? Yep. Yep. There it is. Okay. So, general takes on the first season of uh, Ahsoka. Um, MJ, what's your, what's your, what's your, what's your take on the first season? Well, after our last discussion, I, I had some higher hopes coming out of the first two episodes and then the last six episodes happened. Um, I don't know what it is about Disney star Wars, but they cannot figure out pacing to save their freaking lives. It was some of the most languorous and laborious episodes of Star Wars I've had to make it through. And this is after Andor, because everybody picked on Andor for being so long-winded, etc., etc., etc. Everything that happened in the first season of Ahsoka here could have happened in six episodes, not eight. But, um... Mm. That aside, um... Being the fifth season of Rebels, which it actually was, eh, it was okay. Um... I kind of miss Snips. I still think that they had Rosario Dawson playing too dour and repressed of an Ahsoka. Even though, you know, she kind of lightened up after she became Ahsoka the Grey after going back and coming back, going to and coming back from the world between worlds and having her final lesson from Anakin. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know. I mean, overall, I guess I'm kind of interested to see where they potentially take the story from here. But if this is the way they're going to tell the story going forward, I'm going to save my six to eight hours and not watch because this was this was a a chore to watch. <laughs> now I'm getting tired of Star Wars being a chore to watch. I want to enjoy my freaking Star Wars. <laughs> Get to the goddamn point. Have characters actually act the way that they were originally drawn, not just be super dour and crossing her arms constantly just because she did it in the cartoon. <laughs> Get over yourself. For All God's right. sake. But anyway, that's that's how I felt about it. Alright, um, Kid Mystery, who has not actually finished it yet. Um, no, why I have you not. finished it? Why not? Or because of, you know, uh, school? Well, not just because of school. It's mostly I just, I just can't handle Disney anymore. I <laughs> It's just, it's just a slog. It's just a slog to watch any like Disney stuff. I feel like I just, I don't know, either grown out of it or just can't handle any of their writing slash dialogue. Goddamn! Make it gay. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) Dave Filoni's um, George Lucas discipleism really showed through in this because Dave, like George Lucas, really good at world building and real interesting. Plot lines laid out, but the dialogue. Hold on, and, hold on, hold on. And the we, awkward, we get, offbeat character development just. Ugh. We gotta get right, everybody's sorry. general take first. Yeah, sorry. Um, sorry. Uh, mystery. Anything else you gotta say? Like, uh, any other, yeah, any, any other feelings? But um, yeah, I watched like the first two episodes fully, and then I sort of 
like interspersely seen like parts of it, parts of the last uh, few episodes. Like I saw the Anakin stuff. I saw like some of the Thrawn stuff. I saw, uh, I think the last half of the final where they're like trying to escape and with all the zombie troopers and all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It just was. I just don't feel excitement from like any Disney property anymore i guess oh yeah i i i i I, i'm looking forward to talking about this because i've just been like digging around to find out like you know why why how hard is it uh isaac what's your general take on season one of ahsoka oh man i i thought i was gonna be the lone one wearing my hater pants but uh looks like it's a haters club and parade um i thought it was immensely disappointing still kind of watchable i don't think it's the lowest uh disney star wars has come but i think uh where the franchise is um this should have been the great white hope this should have been like five years of storytelling uh manifest uh as dave filoni gets to culminate his great animation career by moving into live action but uh, i don't know i'm gonna probably be repeating this at nauseam since south park uh, and uh, Matt Stone have come up with the ultimate uh, sign for um, the uh, Ahsoka, or Disney, Star Wars, or progressive uh, politics in Panda or the Pandaverse. Uh, you know, put a chicken and get. And the most frustrating part is that this was the story where you had it justified to put a chicken in, and maybe you could have made it gay. But <laughs> it's like um, Ahsoka did not feel right. Um, like, so, uh, MJ told me something really interesting that, um, she's supposed to be in, um, Rebels, uh, or no, she, she's, she's, she's like a main character in Rebels season two, right? She's like um, with them for the time until the Yeah, Ahsoka was, yeah, she was basically part of the Ghost crew. She was featured for most of season two until whatever happened to her at the end of season two that they came back around to in season four. So, was she this dour and serious? I thought the whole point of her character is that she's yes. a spunky Jedi. So she she was she was the serious. this? I, I guess my question is: Is the characterization in the Ahsoka TV show match up with what you saw in Rebels? She you was were- more mature in season two. I mean, she's obviously grown up more since you'd seen her since the end of Clone Wars, but not as much as Rosario played her. Just, yeah. Good lord. Oh man. I- what what I'm seeing there is uh so um the the Ahsoka people know most is Clone Wars Ahsoka and she is more upbeat and uh joyful. But then like now we're seeing post OMG OMG Anakin tried to kill me, Ahsoka, and she's like a lot more dour. But I, I think what we're seeing is like um like, the biggest problem that I'm seeing in uh, a lot of things lately is like scheduling and how quickly they have to do things. Like uh, I, I, I'm watching Lord of the Rings again, and I don't want to go too quickly, uh, too long on this. But I've been just been thinking about this a long time. Like, why, why is everything so messed up? Like, you, you see the money on the screen. Like, it looks great, but it's always coming up short somehow. And I think like what we're seeing is like, um, all right, we're on set. We gotta figure this out. We gotta go. go. We gotta figure this right now. And and like the shorthand of being stoic, you know, is crossing your arms versus like Lord of the Rings, which had like two years of like meetings of everybody who's on the same page of loving the thing. And like, you know, they get to figure out like hero shots together for years and stuff. So I think like what we're seeing is like, uh, impromptu, um, having to do it too quickly and not everyone is on the same page of what should be happening. And 
Uh, I want to go further into my journal thoughts, but I, I'm cu- I'm cutting in on Isaac. Sorry. Oh, uh, like uh, here's the problem: Ahsoka doesn't feel right. She has this whole really really forced relationship with Sabine Wren, which uh, yes. like like um, that like as far as I know, like I, I was like I felt like I was being gaslit. I was like, when the fuck did these characters have interactions? When when did they have this like uh, relationship? I, I was going insane because like you spent. Two seasons developing Mandalorian culture. Mm-hmm. You have two prominent Mandalorian characters. You have a third Mandalorian characters in the Dark Saber, which is in all these stupid cartoons. Would it have been that hard to have Boba Fett or the the, the stuntman who plays Din Jaren to come in and, and do shit with with Sabine? Was that too uh, like it just feels weird to force her to be a Jedi when we've like wasted or spent so much time developing Mandalorian culture and to not do anything with that? Uh, just like fuddled my and I think the biggest flaw is that like it feels like the story of like trying to get Thrawn, stop Thrawn but then getting Thrawn um, to the galaxy uh, is not the greatest story for a $200 million TV show it, it really feels like a side game or um, a, a comic book like like th- this feels like the kind of storytelling like you know how did c3po get his red arm oh find out in the marvel comics th- th- this feels like a story a transitional story that you'd get in a piece of transmedia but that isn't quite worthy for like the real media because like eh, you know transmedia is like a really interesting thing like um i think it really came to the forefront back in the um the Matrix, when they had the Animatrix, they had the Matrix, Enter the Matrix video game, and all these things would kind of, but you'd still have the main flagship, and that is, of course, the Matrix movies. Um, and uh, in Halo, you know, there's a ton, but the main flagship is still the video games. And, and I remember in Halo 5 had, like, the worst Halo storyline, and where it just felt like it was all reliant on the, and th- th- that's what this feels like. It feels like a transmedia storytelling. So to, to say some nice things about Ahsoka, I think the, the best thing is it felt like it took, like, all the stuff you'd see in the extended universe, but um, the stuff that would never make it to the, the main universe, like, you know, zombie. Uh, z- z- Zombie stormtroopers that have yeah. been in books and comics. You would never see that in main Star Wars live action. Uh, so that was neat. Uh, the space whales were neat to see in live action. Uh, Ahsoka going outside of a spaceship and like cutting up light uh, lasers uh, felt like something you wouldn't see in live action. Uh, you saw so- all the time in Rebels. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they did that all the time. They got in freaking spacesuits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It could have been Clone Wars too. Yeah, and Clone Wars too, but yeah, that, that was a main staple of Rebels. They're like, Wee, we could do space aer- aerobatics outside the ghost. Woo! <laughs> okay, so it, it took elements that um, you don't feel like you usually get, uh, which you, I feel was like the series' strength. But it, it, it and what was the point of Shin and um, the poor dead actor who plays like the wise Sith Jedi? Oh God! <laughs> oh, Balin uh, Skull that, and Shin Hati. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wait, I, I, I went into my my journal thoughts uh, too, and I, I can start with them if. Uh, yeah, do you want to cut in for a moment? Yeah, yeah, if you want to transition, but yeah, um, this should have been the great, uh, the great um, uh, orange hope. Um, it had the talent, it had the money. Dave Filoni has crafted good Star Wars storylines. I don't know if it was him making Kathleen Kennedy happy or, mm-hmm. uh, or, or uh, what happened. 
but like uh, I, I think um, you can't be mediocre when the whole thing is crashing. Um, there's only so much goodwill, and it, it is quickly being spent. <laughs> As with that bombshell article from Variety uh, of uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, <laughs> where bl- the Blade was going to have a, a narrative. Oh my god! Woman. <laughs> oh, I, d- I did Fourth hear that. Was actually, I did hear that that might have been fake news, but I'm not. 100% sure, at least from some of the leakers I've seen on uh, Twitter, that might have been just a, f- a fake thing, because uh, the person who wrote the pre- uh, the Variety article uh, was also the person who wrote, like, some I think it was, like, a previously false article mm-hmm. on Variety. Ah. I don't remember what it was specifically called, but um, yeah, I've heard like from various reports that that uh, script with the blade being the fourth like lead might be just a little bit of fake news. Mm. Uh, well, we'll I mean, it, it could it could very well be. I, I just thought it was wild. It felt like I'll a say that, um, that that we that we can conceive of it being le- uh, real is uh is like the state of uh, what they're doing with um, MCU. Like yeah, that that doesn't seem too far away from what might happen. And Mahershala was given reasons to uh, apparently like, you know, he got, he stepped away from it because like, it was not a good script. Like it was not doing him or anyone justice. And um, the reason why I'm going looking for Captain Future on the screen right here is because uh, Anakin wears Captain Future cosplay. I wanted to show that off, but um, really? Yeah, uh, he, yeah. he looked like he was wearing like his standard, like, you know, leather Jedi uh, costume as far as I yep. can tell. Uh, get, uh, can you see the screen right here? Uh, I, yep. I, it kind of looks like Anakin's outfit. So, uh, yeah, there's lots of more pictures of it that makes it more clear. But here's his Anakin's uh, trademark uh, uh, brown leather shoulders and bubble helmet. And then it's bam right there. Ah, uh, interesting. Dead on. Um, yeah, 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 this yeah. is uh, Clone Wars armor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, my well, so thoughts wait, on what are your thoughts? Show. All right, let's see. So, um... It's a continuation of like doing everything they can to negate Luke Skywalker. Every time they do any big project, it's to take away something like Luke Skywalker did. Rogue One, uh, well, we made it so Luke Skywalker could make the shot. Uh, the sequel trilogy, uh, we took away all Luke's, uh, victories and gave it to Rey. And now we're taking away all of Luke's, uh, extended universe victories. It's weird. Like the, I think it was, what people find most weird about Ahsoka is like, um, after it was over, I was like, I was like, wait, all that stuff was like stuff Luke Skywalker should be doing. Like at this point in the galaxy, after busting the Death Star, uh, hunting down Thrawn should be, you know, Luke Skywalker's number one, like order of business. Having a, a Padawan that he has that he's worried about teaching should be his story. And like when it comes to masters and apprentices, like throughout all time like anime kung fu whatever like you don't worry about the legacy of your kung fu master like you turn into whatever you turn into and the master you know will be sad or or proud but like ahsoka worrying about anakin teaching her means nothing because she's never slipped like anakin has but luke on the other hand that would have made sense um luke will have to make some uh, hard decisions like you know, rolling up on like a a star destroyer in the depths of space, and like we we know this star destroyer has been uh, committing genocide over and over, and like they're out of fuel, and 
they have nothing else, but they will do it again. Will Luke kill them all like Darth Vader would? Then you have something there. But yeah, Ahsoka, um, I liked it at first. Um, and to, uh, wait, what's that phrase that people say? Um, where I have a friend who works on the show. So in the order of disclosing something or other, like that I might have a bias. Uh, uh, yeah. What, what did your friend do? Uh, he he's uh the prop master for oh, well, well, Mandalorian. Uh, well, it looked look uh, well. That's an awesome. That's an awesome job. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, he, cool. he we're gonna, uh, He has uh he said he's tentatively um uh, he might join us on the podcast for an interview. We just gotta get our streaming stuff in order. Um, but yeah, so like all the stuff that I'm about to compliment is his work. So like that, I I, I understand where I'm standing here. Where like I'm crapping everything except for my buddy's work. But, like, that's, like, the thing that I feel like is throwing a lot of people off. Like, when you look at Ahsoka, like, the set designs and the ship designs and, like, the feel of the look of the world, everything feels great. But when it comes down to it, it feels like Kathleen Kennedy meddling. Like, hey, we got this kick-ass story where Luke can uh, blast across the galaxy and fight the... Whoa, 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 whoa! Put a chick in it. And <laughs> the best way they can do that is uh, banking off of a star that they hear fans want and using a known IP character... So you take out Luke and you place in Ahsoka. And that's like the weirdness where everything's forced and doesn't make sense where she has a Padawan where Luke would have, it would make sense if Luke has one, but she's not a Jedi anymore. In in Kennedy's defense, I I think the only way you can really use Luke anymore is just like really small cameos. Uh, Mark Hamill's too old. I I think the de-aging technology is too freaking expensive to like have that be your lead in a TV show. Uh, That just like oozes money. So just from the technical, unless you recast Luke, that's the only way you can do it. I know they're too scared to do it for now. They're too scared to do it for now. That is the right choice. But yeah, that, that's the, the other right choice is being away from this era. They should just jump 300 years in the future so they can stop messing with things people love. This is why I hate Han Solo, the movie, not because of anything it did. <laughs> okay, maybe with Kent Lando, but like that's another topic. But this is why I hate Han Solo. It fucked up recasting, and now they're never going to do it. It made mm-hmm. so much less money that they f- fucked it all up. Han Solo, the actor, was fucking amazing, but yep. like. They, but it made so little money that they're never going to do it again, and but it, it frustrates I the, me. I, I think like the the like okay. So there's another thing, the, another note that I have that's uh, an issue that's been going on with Ahsoka is that Disney Plus Disney Plus treats or Disney and Disney Plus treat Star Wars like pro wrestling. So um, as like uh, I think another frustration is that like. Uh, after Star Wars ended and like we didn't get any more movies, like geeks like me had to go to books and you, you'd follow all these people who are like falling on the coattails of the popularity of Star Wars by making their own universes that work and flow and whatnot. And through this, we've had a lot of fun where like you go to the next book and like the next trilogy, it's like all these things make sense. You, we feel and like explore, we make our own and these universes that, that uh, grow and make sense. And then now you have Disney Plus who go, whoa, 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 whoa. We can't just write anything down like it's a book. We have to work with our pro wrestlers that the fans do know. So instead of like making new worlds and new heroes like they should be doing, they feel like they can only use the pro wrestlers they have on the roster. 
and therefore it forces <laughs> stuff that doesn't make sense. That Which is sense? funny because I actually employed a pro wrestler in Mandalorian. Yeah, I mean, does all that make sense? Like instead of like uh, growing like they should, they're forced to stick with the toys they think they can only play with. Like also, pro speaking of does. speaking of pro wrestling, it also does it like. Because like the big, they want to save like the big guys for like the big events, right? Mm-hmm. So well, that's why you don't I, see I think... like Luke Hun or any of that. Because like they want the big guys. Uh, one, they're expensive, but also two, they want to save it for like the big events. So like something like Ahsoka that feels going back to Isaac's point that feels like a transmedia kind of a side story. It, it would, it wouldn't sorry, feel like it would make. Sense. Oh, it wouldn't make sense like if you have. Like Luke doing this like weird side mission, so they just like eh, we'll put Ahsoka on it, and then we'll have some of the Luke attributes oh, I, to I, it. I don't think it's that. I, they, they've they've been kind of consistently one hundred percent on put a check in it. Like they aren't worried about like Luke. They don't want they don't they want you to forget Luke. Like they are. I, I they have think, not stopped. On, I like, think just think it's. Him. No, I just think it's. They think it's too much of a legacy character, and also they won't recast them. I like Luke, like, treat. I feel like they treat Luke like this big. I mean, we we went to the Disney Park thing, and while mm-hmm. you saw like uh, all the new generation sequel stuff, and, and more, Leia, and you felt like, and yeah, and you felt like it pushed Luke. For me, it felt like they made Luke more like a legacy, like figure in the past. But you only hear that from the actors. It wasn't like the park you'd see that in. That, that, that's what I was like observing, like. Like when you'd hear about Luke Skywalker spoken of in like reverence, it was the actors doing it, like speaking his name versus like going to any store and seeing Luke portrayed in a big heroic way. Like they, I like, I, it, like I, I, I know people have been treating it like it's a conspiracy, but they're one hundred percent. Like every time, like they sneak a good Luke thing in, like they roll it back and make sure that they turn it into a female. So like another thing is like uh, Kenobi. Um, you and McGregor, I know he let this slip on purpose, but like, yeah, it was supposed to be Luke and Obi Wan, which would make sense, and like, you know, what you'd want in a book. But as a corporate overlord says, no, put a chick in it. I don't care. Put Leia in there. Yeah, I don't care if it doesn't make sense. Put Leia in there, and then we get the forced uncomfortableness of Obi Wan. It's just like, no, they're saving like, Luke for season two, man. Come on. We're not getting stuff written by season writers. Two. We're getting season stuff two written by people who care about gender over story. It's a real thing. And I think they're finally starting to lose enough money that like the ship is starting to turn. But yeah, it's a weird world of like creation. It's not just like nerds who want to talk about ship battles. It's people thinking that they're using a big property to send a message to help the world. Well, without way. being too hyper focused on the you know gender swapping, I guess we can call it. Uh, um, I, I would be more concerned if I were them to just not do stupid, shitty writing. Really? <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the dialogue, the story arcs—it's just the, boring. No, oh, it's just boring. Yeah, I mean, but like, I mean, like, like I'll say before the Soka, that should have been six episodes. The Kenobi, that could have easily been a two and a half hour movie if they cut all the fluff out of that goddamn thing and cut out some of the Warner Brothers slapstick crap. And just, I don't know who's in, they're putting in charge as showrunners for all these, but they're just being tasked to elongate the content as much as possible and just pile up hours on the screen yep. and just and buy I, our time, like you used to say all the time, Keith, because 
Yes. I'm not seeing any... It's, it's all sugar. They're just giving us a bunch of sugar and expecting us to sit there and digest and say, ooh, I'm, I'm full. I'm oh, satisfied. Real, real, real quick well, on that. Real quick on that. If it was all sugar, oh, it would be like uh, four hours of like space explosions. <laughs> real, real quick, on, on that sugar thing, that's uh, a big problem with uh, this, too. The sugar problem is that, like, so we step into Ahsoka, and, like, we have the big mystery of another galaxy, another planet, and I better hear some answers right away in this season. Give me the big answers, like, why is it a big deal we're in another galaxy? What does it change? And all they did was lay down mystery boxes everywhere and then, like, act Boy, like they had a big deal. AJ fucking AI Burns. Yeah, like, <laughs> by the end of the season, they, think, they, they acted like they did something special by just opening up a gigantic question. You're like, no, you're now. I have to wait like three years to know what the hell anything. I blame JJ like, Abrams. That yeah. fucker made this mystery box idea, and he f- messed up Star Wars so much it's because just, of it. Yes, yeah, just it's just. It's I'd just say storytelling over all the last fifteen years, not just Star Wars, but well, there, there's also yeah. outside of the just the mystery box. I think a huge uh, fee- uh, problem with Ahsoka is that it just feels like a wanky setup for the eventual super uh, Mandoverse crossover movie that they want to do, right? Yeah, uh, if it ever gets made, just- <laughs> it'd be cool if they did like a substantial setup. Like we got a whole bunch of things laid down and set so that we. Where we 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 have some answers, we know the, the battlefield. Instead of just like, oh, look at us, the wonder of we don't know what. And like guys, like whoa, what was that statue? Oh yeah, my gosh. Well, what Malin Skull <laughs> even talking about? Find out in four years, like. Bro, is it the Mortis gods returning? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows whether you like it or not. But like I mean, they, they yeah. almost have to do another season of Ahsoka just to answer all the crap that they set up at the end of the first season. It's like, okay, hmm. how's Thrawn going to use the Night Sisters, and how's it going to lead to him being a serious threat to the New Republic and the Shadow Council that they showed in Mandalorian season three? And how are they going to eventually recoalesce into the First Order and hmm. justify the crap from the sequel trilogy? And how uh, the hell are Ahsoka and Sabine ever going to get back from Paradia and what is Balen Skull's actual plan for going after the legacy of the father and the son and the daughter of the Force? If he's doing that. Well, that was the statue they showed him on, that big Lord of the Rings-like statue. That was the father of the Force that they had from Clone Wars. Then they could have said something! Like, I, yeah. No, 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 you gotta wait till season two. Oh, uh, another <laughs> thing I'm noticing is, like, a parallel of, like, uh, Dungeon Dragons games and how you should play as a kid. Uh, so, like, another thing that we're uh, another reason why they do these bullshit uh, cliffhangers would be that I, the, I've been noticing ever since, like, uh, the Battlestar Galactica remake TV show, where I got to watch, like, you know, like the, 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 the script reading, and, like, one of the characters got killed, and one of the actors went, ah! I was like, whoa, wait, whoa! You shouldn't be able to get to have your emotional input, and then it's like, the story is the story. But I think, yeah, around there, like, you could tell that, like, they care about the gamers that they're playing with, and they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And they also want to make sure that you have, you know, you can pay your bills next year. So they think they're laying down uh, job security instead of telling a good first chapter of a story. Like, there's just so much, so many more things going on than just telling a good story that results in the bullshit I think we're uh, enduring with Disney Star Wars, including the not hyper-focusing on gender stuff, but they keep forcing it. And yeah, it's it's hard to adore anymore. 
Well, I, I think what makes some of the like writing choices so frustrating is it always kind of feels like in service uh, of like kind of like these sort of, uh, you know, the gender politics. Yeah. Like um, Sabine and uh, Ahsoka does not naturally fit. Uh, maybe it could have if you had like one flashback scene, but we didn't even get that. We just got like a, you know, a little bit of a monologue, but it, it, it felt, kind of felt like it was uh, forced to like, uh, you know. Uh, push to have the uh, three. I also hate how the New Republic is like this ineffective bureaucracy, and it's <laughs> yeah. like what, the, what was well, the that, point of like, <laughs> that? Carries over from the the books. The, the that was one of the big things is the New Republic was the struggling new entity trying to beat back the remnants of the Empire. That that was a major threat in the books. So that that's not new. Um, I do sometimes wonder though if like. I, I I sense meta going on, and I, I kind of hope that's what might be going on. Where uh, with uh, Last Jedi, um, Brian Johnson, I, I kept on feeling like this meta of like, you know, we got these sad stories of like how they hate the rich and they can't stand what they're seeing and want to punch through this entire town, and that the all of Star Wars is based off of making money off of spaceships like toys, and then they have a Holdo like leader who makes no sense and says vapid. Um, beaches, and then now we have the New Republic, which could be Disney. Which you know, we won the galaxy for you, Disney. You now have it. What do you do with it? And you have a bunch of like snobby rich people, kind of like getting in the way and fucking things up for like the the victory that they won. Is kind of I what think I think. That's 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 really really. Uh, Kobe, stop it. Um, the dog just will not stop barking. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's a really generous interpretation. I think mm-hmm. the whole idea is that, like, they want to keep that vibe that, like, um, it doesn't matter even if the power is the good guys. Um, our heroes are rebels. They always rebel oh. against any kind of authority. Like that scene where, like, you know, they're, they're throwing a big uh, parade on Lothal and they want to thank Sabine, but Sabine is right. such a rebel. She's got to, like, run away from it and and like uh, glide under a speeder, and the, yeah, that that, that makes sense. Like, because that's a, the obnoxious thing. Like, they think the Star Wars brand is Rebel versus Empire, no matter what, or Rebel versus and, Authority, Rebel versus mm-hmm. any kind of uh, thing. Which Jedi is, versus Sith, yeah. Stuff, but you can't like, say Sith so or Jedi. Forced. Uh, then, you know, I, I just like uh, cringed the like, you know, oh yeah, she, 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 this girl doesn't listen to anyone. <laughs> oh God, I hated that. Like all these people spent so much time and effort putting this stuff together, and I'm just too cool for this. Like, okay, all right, asshole. Oh, but um, don't you want to like uh, go get free food and uh, have people like sing your praises at the? Uh, I, I don't know. It seems like a fun thing to go to. Yeah, make some connections, help more people. But now you gotta get rock and roll on your motorcycle, and anyway, um, what's the uh, MJ? What's the second part that we should be what, uh, of our of our format? Uh, I was just uh, speculating on where they're gonna possibly go with the story from here, which I kind of let off, which I kind of dipped into before, because I mean they did set up a lot in that finale about how they're gonna continue everything, like. What's Balin going to do on Paradio? What, how are Ahsoka and Sabine and Yang ever going to get back to the main galaxy? Is Ezra going to end up training Jason on how to become a Jedi? And is Hera going to accept that? Is Thrawn going to lead the Shadow Council to start undermining the New Republic and start reinforce, or start the comeback of the Empire? Or is it going to break down and 
the whole big climax of this whole thing is going to be defeating Thrawn, and, but what he started is going to lead to the First Order, and all this stuff, and it's like, when are they going to have a chance to tell this story? You don't know if there's going to be an Ahsoka Season 2, you don't know how, when else, or when Filoni's going to be able to tell any of the rest of this, or if he's even going to get his feature-length movie that's been announced. Right. You just don't know, because everything's so nebulous in the Star Wars world right now that you don't know what's actually going to happen. Might I suggest we, uh, not to undermine uh, the the, uh, point but uh, might I suggest we talk about uh, what we think should happen with what we have so far? Go for it. Yep, go for it. All right, uh, we can do both. Uh, what yeah, do you think yeah. will happen? What should happen? Uh, uh, Kid Mystery, do you, do you have an idea of something that could make you ever want to watch Star Wars again? I mean, you know, a day for lonely movie with Luke Skywalker fighting Thrawn a kind of adaptation, but with extended universe characters from the new generation and uh, side spin-off s- stories. That might be nice. I might give that a watch. Mm-hmm. But, um, Bring in Mara Jade and Talon Card and all those. Uh, eh, um, more just like using... Because Mara J- Jade isn't really... a st- Unless they... Oh, gosh, if they establish Mara Jade, that would be a... Uh, interesting uh that'd be bold of disney and probably better but no i don't think they'll do that i think they're just going to stick with like what disney stuff be like a end game kind of a uh like story but what i really want from that movie is just like luke Skywalker. he's the lead he's fighting Thrawn, and he gets to meet all these extended universe characters like mando ahsoka Mm -hmm. uh the rebels cast and heck, maybe uh, if you can really stretch, you can find some other obscure Disney uh, Star Wars verse characters to add in there, and have this big final battle against Thrawn. And then, because Disney has to put in the sequels, have a little teaser with the ro- uh, with the First Order, and then I guess I don't know. But I mean, I'd watch that as long as uh oh yeah, as long as Luke Skywalker is kind of like there and fighting Thrawn, and it gets to meet all these people we've been establishing. That no, he's too cool. busy killing his nephews on his uh, Jedi camera. <laughs> yeah. This is just eyeing his... I just can't wait, fucking wait. Well, you, you guys heard that they're going to introduce Hondo potentially in live-action and Skeleton Crew, right? <laughs> skeleton yeah. Crew live-action? What is that supposed to come out? Next year. That's that and... Um, uh, what the hell's the other one? The Acolyte. There's supposedly both those series are still happening, but it sounds like Skeleton Crew is... Pretty I much just post production ready to go, but uh, yeah, Hondo. Uh, it's rumored Hondo is going to show up in there and take a wild guess who they might have cast as Hondo. Uh, no clue. There's rumor that Jale- there is rumor that Jaleel White was cast to play Hondo. Oh Jesus! Urkel himself. <laughs> I don't believe it. That that, yeah. that that sounds like troll casting. I know, um, but hey, I know. before we go, uh, let's keep on topic. Yeah, uh, but uh, um, okay. Isaac, yeah, sorry, uh, kid. Oh, uh, I just want to say, thank God that uh, Takua Titi's droid series is not happening. Oh my God, that would have been awful. Oof. <laughs> yeah, we don't need that one. You don't need that, Isaac. What would I like to see? It, it's really hard just because, like, Star Wars is in such a goddamn mess right now. More like, what do you um, think is going to happen? What would you like to see happen? What I would like to see happen is um, 
just uh, no more uh, jetting around. Just get the Filoni movie. Uh, do it as either like a movie or TV special. Um, that's like maybe three episodes or three hours long. Uh, as like the big grand finale of the Mandoverse uh, versus Thrawn. Uh, just have it a go for broke special of just like everyone teaming up, or maybe Din Jaren leads the resistance. Uh, put that uh, chapter in, and then um, do something. Uh, uh, go to some time period where you have uh, freedom to insert some new characters uh, so you're not, like, um, treading on this baggage anymore. Uh, and, and then maybe, like, try and do the Mando formula right where it's just, like, maybe, um, you know, kind of like a Mad Max figure who gets into, like, bigger adventures and then goes out, off through the universe versus the dadding of uh, Mando. Uh, that's what <laughs> I would like to see. Um, what I think is going to happen is I think... Um, Matthew Vaughn, I'm I'm sure you've heard about this crazy rumor where he said just reboot Star Wars, just yeah. <laughs> retell it. That, that yeah, that, that elicited uh, quite the gasp at the New York Comic Con <laughs> when I saw his panel. It was like <laughs> reboot Star Wars. Ooh. Yeah, that, I hate that idea so much. <laughs> it's such a bold thing. Was that when he unveiled it, where he said it at New York Comic Con, or I thought it was in an interview? I'm pretty sure. Oh no, yeah. it, it, that was he kind of just was. Repeating talk talking points. He's uh, out there promoting Argyle right now, and he's and he's just like, "Hey, could you bring up uh, potentially rebooting Star Wars?" Yeah, that'd be fun. Let's really set some fires. <laughs> so, yeah, because he knows just as much as everybody else. There's no way in hell anybody's gonna be allowed to reboot Star Wars. He was in my our lifetimes. He was my top choice. Like uh, he was in the running with J.J. Abrams and I forget who else. It was J.J. Um, Abrams and Vaughn. They're the top choices of the director to lead the new trilogy. And I was like, Vaughn, Vaughn, Vaughn. Ah, J.J. Abrams. Ah, well, he can't even fuck this up. But here we are. <laughs> oh, <laughs> did we find out? <laughs> All right. Um, more of the future talk. Uh, so I, I think what's going to happen is I think they're going to push out everything that's in production. And I think they're going to take a big fucking pause. Uh, and reassess mm-hmm. it. Uh, I, I feel like um, uh, th- there's a turning point in the culture where this thing is not sustainable. Uh, it's possible to include uh, all these values, but um, the stories that have been told have not been uh, well enough to d- sort of justify it. Uh, it feels like the South Park was like the most mainstreamification. Because like before, you could just like d- dismiss the critical drinkers and doomcocks of the world. Um as just like fringe and make fun of them on She-Hulk, mm-hmm. uh, despite their growing prevalence. But when you have like you know big wigs uh, on the most public, uh, you know, taking internet talk about Kathleen Kennedy uh, and then exposing it uh, to, uh, on the biggest stage possible, uh, and then just blowing it up um, throughout people across the world. Uh, I, I don't think the current practices are sustainable. Um, I, 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 I'm curious: is uh, Kathleen Kennedy still in there? Like, there are always the rumors that she was going to get fired, but uh, she's still hanging in there. So uh, I, I, I'm wondering what the hell's going on behind the scenes of Lucasfilm and Star Wars. From as what far it- as anybody knows, she's in the middle of that extension she signed a couple of years ago, and there hasn't been any news, positive or negative, whether or not that's changing. So For I have to imagine that the beating Lucasfilm took the last 12 months between the Willow series face planting, the new Indiana Jones face planting, the viewership declining sharply on every Disney Star Disney Plus Star Wars series. It, it's not looking pretty for her portfolios. 
pretty much shot at this point. But I, I haven't heard anything about nobody's heard anything about Iger saying hit the road. So just it's like, his call ultimately. I guess the best thing they could like um I guess Andor's like supposedly in the can. The skeleton crew's supposedly in the can. Uh, I'm going to assume the acolyte is uh, very far along. I, I guess they'll put those out uh, just to like have them done. But uh, like I, I do not see how you'd like greenlight another season of Ahsoka. <laughs> uh, um, like uh, did did it get the kind of numbers needed? From what I hear, Ahsoka season two it has been greenlit. Oh. Uh, okay, maybe, maybe I'm incredibly wrong. Uh, well, 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 I can see it happening. Like um, usually, it happens if like you know, if you make a TV show, uh, season two seems to be assured because they spent all this money building all these things to do it in the first place. That like they'd be a loss to not do at least two more seasons. Is what I usually see happen. But well, I know if, with like streaming shows, like um, a lot, especially when they're like big properties, they they're already built with like you know we're getting a second season of that Halo show one way or another. Um, even Ew. Though they, 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 Ew. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's so rumored, but I, I can see it happening. And like um, so what another thing I see is like uh, these the tactic that um, uh, CBS Star Trek has been trying to do. So like they they lay out all these things of like they're, what they're going to do to try to lock in their jobs and like investors see it and they're like oh well I guess this is what's happening so like with uh this CBS Star Trek they said oh we got this show and we got uh, Sector Thirty One and we got this this and this and like you know, you tie up all this money and like all these projects that you can't easily lose yourself from it. So I think that's why they have all these things laid out, even though who knows if we'll get there. Because to get to the Dave Filoni Ahsoka Manaverse movie, Ahsoka and Manaverse need to do well, which they end up not. But um, should, can I jump into uh, future thoughts? Yeah, let's, yeah, let's segue into yeah. that. Yeah. All right. Um, the, the, what I think is uh, what I think they're going to be doing is uh I feel like after Alkalite we're gonna see kind of like a little bit of a blackout. Like um we have now hit the final point of like losing money where I don't think we can say it's just a fluke anymore. Where and I think um what we saw was uh uh Jan Favreau and Dave Filoni giving Kathleen Kane exactly what she asked for and letting it take. Because like I saw Mandoverse it turned, did everything to make it a chick. They, they, all, all things turned toward that. So, uh, what I see for the future of Ahsoka is one more season, but I'm going to suspect that we'll feel a, a feeling change where the rules of make only females look the coolest, not the males. I think we're going to see what we're seeing in Loki, where that's what they were doing Loki season one. Um, the female characters were over the men. Now, in Loki season two, the characters are just acting together and they're working through a story. And like, we had seen, like, the, the, I, I believe that came after, like, like a lot of failures from Marvel. So I think, I think we're going to see it. I think we're going to see a tone shift. I don't know if I would call Loki season two a success. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to go too much into it because we still want to keep it Star Wars. But I I, I have a very different take on Loki season two. But, I mean, you're right. It is more character focused. Um, But, you know, uh, in the most recent episode I watched just before, it's like, you know, I want to save my friend. And it's like, who who the fuck are your friends? Owen Wilson, who you have, like, a semi-working relationship. Uh, What's the name of the kind of, uh, you know, more heavyset 
uh, black woman who's like Hunter fifty five. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, 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 are you buddies with her? Like, like it, it doesn't feel like you have an especially big attachment to any of these fucking characters. But whatever. That, that that's here from there. Meta modernism, um, I think, is what we're. Yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah it's we. We're like what we want, and like a lot of people are critiquing us is like uh, the difference between modernism and meta modernism. Modernism says like everything in that story, like OG Star Wars. OG Star Wars is not trying to be Luke Skywalker. It's not trying to be Star Wars. It's a world where things work. But now, uh, the people who are on set are all friends, and that's what we're seeing. And, like, I don't know how you stop metamodernism. Like, most viewers seem to be falling into it, not noticing it's happening. So you get this weirdness that keeps happening, such as, like, with Ahsoka. Like, they're trying to meta what everybody already knows about Star Wars instead of doing what would make sense. So, well, yeah. Uh, the other thing I was kind of curious to ask you guys: um, what did you think of Ezra's, uh, like, you know, Space Aladdin's uh, depiction of live action? Uh, Space like, Aladdin. Did they, did they, oh my god! Did they do? him justice? Or no. uh, I, I, feel I, like I always he thought did like, justice. No. They didn't have him on screen enough. They didn't do enough with him when he was on screen. I mean, let me jump in on this one real quick. I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm, I'm cutting in on people. I apologize. Uh, but Ezra, it's your show, dude, do it. <laughs> thank you. Ezra. Oh my, it's, it's more of like the gender stuff again. Like where we could have had like, like the, the amazing grand question of what does Ezra do? Like in another galaxy for 10 years. And like he's very capable. He could have stolen a ship. Maybe he's made his own resistance. Maybe there's a small battle. Anything that but, like, does not sound like Ezra, though. Like make his own resistance. Um, against Thrawn in another galaxy. If there was more going on, some turtles. Yeah, if you wrote he, like the King like, of the Turtle can, Club, you can write anything going on in another galaxy. But instead, for ten years, Ezra chilled out. And well, I felt it. like. I felt like that was because he didn't think anyone uh, would go back for him, is my reasoning. Like, his whole, like, uh, sacrifice was meant to be, that's it. I'm in another galaxy. Thrawn can't get out. That, so I felt like it was uh, kind of logic. Yeah, it can be written that way. Where, like, that, that his story has ended after the defeat of Thrawn. You can leave it at that. But now that we've continued the story, you can write anything and make meaning for, like, his growth in another galaxy. They just try, such as like we got that for all the other female characters. Like, and for the last ten years, uh, looks like uh, a true story is happening between uh, Ahsoka and Sabine that we didn't get to see, and they get to have fun with their their character growth and uh, and and new ships and whatnot. Versus Ezra, who's been just sitting in the same place. For like ten years, and like yeah, that didn't make any sense to me because they they basically made it look seem like he was hiding with the Nazi uh, in their little roving band of uh, wagons there. They didn't. Try. And it's like the entire reason that he disappeared with Thrawn at the end of Rebels was to keep Thrawn away from the, the Prime Galaxy and to stop Thrawn in any way possible. You would think for those ten years. He'd been seeing what Thrawn was trying to do, and you know, trying to undermine Thrawn, resurrecting the Night Sisters, res- rebuilding the uh, temple, the temple castle, whatever the hell that was for the Night Sisters, and just continually being a thorn in Thrawn's side. But it's yeah, it just seemed like he was hiding for those ten years. Like that's not Ezra at all. Like they did whatever they could do to make sure that his story 
didn't overshadow Sabine and uh, Hera. And that's nothing. And you, you yeah, when they eventually like, intersected in, yeah. You know the funniest part was like when they had that big scene where Sabine and Ezra were just like hanging out and talking. It was like the most forced, like you, you know, like a guy and a girl talking, uh, um, you know, awkwardly at like a school yeah. lunch. Hey, thanks for coming to me. See me. How you doing? Oh, how, how you get out here in space? Uh, no, it was just nothing. It was like one of the most <laughs> stiff. The, forced uh, conversations considering uh, you know how much time had passed a teenager, yeah, for anybody who watched Rebels that was just so stilted and atypical of both of the characters at that point it's like yeah what the they're hell? behaving as if uh, uh, as, as a teenager would think a cool person would act like such a big choice you know you think she'd have like some romantic feelings or it'd be like the great uh, platonic love of her life and she's like hey how's it going uh th- th- thanks for crossing the interdimensional barrier after 10 years and thinking about me well um, even but- even within the logic of the season i mean Skull managed to use her need to find Ezra to leverage her to give him the map, finish getting the coordinates so they could jump to Paradia, and they jumped across the galaxy, and she okay. helped to pave the way for Thrawn to come back, and it's like, he, oh, hey, it's you, Ezra, good to see you. Yeah, I'm willing to go much harder on this. Like, if we're going to be not meta-modern about this and do what would happen in a book, um, mid-season, we should have had this gasp reveal of... Uh, uh, Ahsoka killing Sabine. I'm sorry, Sabine. You've now punched your own ticket. You should be killed for this. You've you you, you, you selfishly stepped up and let one of the most dangerous people in the universe come back to kill millions of people, and you're you're not even um, remorseful of it. You're you're so giggling. You, but so she yes. forgiveness from Anakin because if Anakin come back could come back from the dark. Yeah, if you ask for forgiveness, <laughs> she's like, I'll, she, Sabine's like, I'll do it again. <laughs> like, she doesn't care. She sees nothing. And then, like, oh, she's being enabled by Ahsoka going, ah, well, I'm sure everything is. No, it's not cool. No, you can't. He remembers Sabine survived having a lightsaber run all the way through her. Her inside should have been boiled out through her nose, but she survived. She can survive anything. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> if this is Bowser Galactica, we would have a. A sad scene of Sabine coming to terms with what she did, and um, Ahsoka knowing what she has to do. Keith, this sounds and Sabine being airlocked. Yeah, sorry, Keith, what was that? Keith, this sounds very much like your uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, your uh, morally good paladin side showing. Uh, People keep saying (laughs) that, (laughs) (laughs) but I mean, like there, there are certain standards and rules. Like you can't just do whatever you want and just let people get killed and say, oh, well, you know, oh, well. No, no, it's not cool. That's what drove me insane was that ending where it's like, you know, Sabine and, uh, you know, uh, Ahsoka are like looking really content. It's like, hey, we can, uh, you know, be alone and uh, do all our fun stuff uh, together, uh, even though the galaxy's in peril. Then Anakin's looking on in approval like, you you, you did well. You, you, you're uh-huh. continuing my great legacy. I was Ezra's like, like, I gave up my life. <laughs> oh, my God. You just undid 10 years of sacrificing my life, Sabine. And you're smiling at me like, I mean, this could have kicked off an amazing story because like I can see someone, uh, Sabine 
legitimately could have been driven crazy because yeah, she got her after everything. She fought so hard. Sabine was one of my favorite characters in Star Wars of all time. I've had two different character uh, action figures of her, so I'm a fan. But yeah, if you're gonna push her this far, kill off her planet and her family. Yeah, I can see her. She's she's failed the Jedi test. Like this is a, like you know a, a Jedi. If you're faced with this test of like you know selfishness or giving up something of yourself for everyone else, that's how you pass it. But she literally didn't pass it. You chose the wrong option. You chose evil. And now you if, also have Jedi powers. I think we if, might have to kill you, Sabine. But that's why Ahsoka was afraid of why Sabine was trying to become a uh, Jedi, because Sabine wanted to go so much to go back to Mandalore and save her family from the Night of a Thousand Tears, but Ahsoka stopped her. And, oh, and that's confirming what, twice that she is too dangerous. Right. It, yeah, it's, We're still like, oh, Sabine, uh, you're just so silly. Like, no. Well, you, Sabine, can, can I make a, this a, was a war. big tweet? Can I can I pitch a tweak uh, to this uh, series Please. that I think would have made? Um, just imagine if they had the balls to actually keep um, Soka and um, uh, or no uh, Din Djarin and uh, uh, Baby Yoda Grogu away, Hard, and then yeah. Ahsoka was training Grogu. Like you know, mm-hmm. uh, what call uh, Luke has to do some. Uh, you know, I have to go on a mission, and then Ahsoka takes care of Grogu. Uh, uh, that would have been like a better master apprentice. Like, uh, how cool yep. would that have been? Like a, a talking Grogu who actually has like the um, you know the, the capabilities of like I don't know an eight year old child. But uh, on the WWF uh, roster, Grogu is, does not have the sex appeal of a Sabine, and we are bring that demographic <laughs> to the ring. Okay, you can't have yeah, it's okay. Easy there, Triple H. Jeez, it's, it's, yeah, it's not a story. It's it's uh it's pro wrestling. So so would you say that like a Sabine is like uh who who's that Japanese wrestler that they love so much? Uh, <laughs> Asuka? Or, uh, Absolutely not, because Asuka is cool. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. They ruined Sabine for me. Like you, now that you got me talking about it, I've been like kind of quiet on this and, and it's kind of like silently simmering. Well, it was originally you. You were very positive when we first right. saw the first two episodes. I, I'm yep. surprised, like especially since you like Sabine and Rebels so much. That, that, um, that's why. Like I was, I was clapping because, like, oh my god, I got my characters back. I got my characters back. But then, like, we get Kathleen Kennedy violation of characters to force them into certain genders are more than others and then like you they that makes them do immoral acts that children shouldn't be taught and that should create great stories they confront but no one notices that bad things are being done ray who's falling in love with a general genocidal killer oh yeah that's one of the biggest failings of this first season of soka is a lot of the narrative payoffs that they have towards the end of the first season weren't earned i mean like the whole Ahsoka training Sabine before to be in a Jedi, that wasn't set up at all. They didn't even have a flashback to help establish that and actually get anybody emotionally invested. Why Sabine is the way she is, because the Sabine in this season of Ahsoka is not the same Sabine that we saw through four seasons of Rebels. Even if we were to assume a natural maturation for over a period of ten years from the end of Rebels to the beginning of Ahsoka, it, that was a they had to do better narrative setup for a lot of the payoffs they had towards the end of the season, but they didn't do that. They were just like, no, 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 just keep spheric atmospheric. Have Ahsoka crossing her arms a bunch of times. That'll cover it up. Yeah. That'll take care of it. Oh, and ha- let's have the big nostalgia bomb right in the middle of the season with Hayden coming back as Anakin and all the 
nods to all the various portions of the franchise before then. But let's take which, away from Luke uh, by making uh, Anakin far more concerned with his uh, apprentice than his own son. Ugh. God, just well, you know, he is a force ghost at that point. He's a little more omniscient, so he can probably has plenty of time to take care of places. both. That's yeah. so gross. So gross. That, that would be really this. interesting, though. I'm sure people would love like a scene with Hayden Christensen, Anakin talking to Luke. Yeah, like like I said, like the the Luke having to follow uh, fear his father's legacy. He, he's looking at the Star Destroyer full of genocidal uh, star stormtrooper and, and ex Imperials, and they're now defenseless. But it is for the greater good if he clenches his fist and destroys the Star Destroyer, and then like you know, Anakin appears. Don't do it, son. Like real lessons, real lessons that make sense. Versus live or die, Ahsoka. I think I, I shall live. Oh, it sounds yeah. like you wanted the, the Luke Skywalker show instead of the Ahsoka show. <laughs> I think that if they wanted to make the Ahsoka show, they should have made Ahsoka story instead of doing what should have been for Luke. I mean, and said, once again, taking away from him. I mean, oh, really. Here's a question. Oh, I'm kind of curious to ask you, Keith. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, based on like what you know, let's say, um, all right, you know, uh, Dave Filoni and Kathleen Kennedy have asked you to give your pitch for what you'd like to see the Ahsoka show. What would you have done with it, um, uh, excluding uh, oh, any wow. of the stuff we saw here? Uh, what would your vision of the Ahsoka show, based on like the end of Rebels? Damn, uh, and, I apologize. You still, you still have to use the, the material from um, uh, Boba Fett and um, what you call it, uh, Mandalorian. Mandalorian, yeah. Oh goodness, uh, 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 I, 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 I need far more time to do that kind of a story. But let's say if I, I'm going to do it wrong and just go really quickly and say that, um, yeah, uh, we, it should have been uh, Indiana Jones. It, uh, oh, oh, they did exactly that. It starts as an Indiana Jones adventure with Ahsoka, which they actually did. And then um, that adventure should be a getting the band back together or maybe getting back to the base that we have. I don't know. It's, well, it, yeah, that's a tough one. But I, I mean, like, you saying this shows exactly why they did it. Like, what else are you going to do? Like, right now we have everything lined up and we can't use Luke. We have to go for some uh, uh, Timothy Zahn Thrawn in this era. And well, it maybe is we can get weird how they're like treating the expanded universe, how like the MCU uh, treats the basically the, the comics, like because mm-hmm. the MCU mm-hmm. like doesn't really adapt uh, comic books anymore. It just takes like very br- it'll take a character, it'll take a broad idea, and then like use it as inspiration, and then transform it to like fit its own uh, needs and narrative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what it feels like. Star Wars is kind of done with like the we won't acknowledge the extended universe, but we'll take some of the ideas that like were really popular, like Thrawn. Uh, uh, and kind of like uh, use them in the uh, you know Disney extended uh, Marvel uh, Star Wars universe. Oh yeah, they've been cherry picking all along. That's one of their main edicts. Unfortunately, when they cherry picked, they brought us Admiral Dad Bod. Ooh. Thank you so much for that. Damn, like you got enough money to make his suit look nice. You didn't even try. Didn't that, well, try. it doesn't help that they weren't able to cast the right Mickelson. But I like Lars, but he's not his brother mods. Otto um, is still my dream casting for Thrawn, and but eh, but on the there. meta side, it makes complete sense. Like the same reason why they got Timur for Boba Fett. Like they love that person, and they feel that he deserves to be his. Wait, why do they love him? Why do they love him? <laughs> Isn't this his because first he, time in Star Wars? Or did no, he voice he, him in he, the? Uh, he yeah, was he in Attack of the Clones. He was Jango Fett. 
Oh no no no! Just, I know that. I'm talking about Thrawn, the guy who played oh, Thrawn. Like, yeah, he uh, Lars Mikkelsen was the voice of Thrawn in Rebels season four. Oh okay, all right. So, the, so yeah, I didn't realize that. Uh, it'd be disrespectful uh, to choose somebody else, even though somebody else would have been better cast. <laughs> On a side but note, yeah. uh, why didn't they cast uh, uh, the original voice actor for Ahsoka? And so Ashley Eckstein, that yeah, yeah I'm Rosie still O'Donnell. a little salty about that, but because Rosie O'Donnell's a far more marketable name that they think will draw people. Like she's an actual big star. And they think that in this pro wrestling ring you need a big star to draw people, and it did not. It didn't work. <laughs> so good on them for the inadvertent Barbie tie-in by uh casting young Aria Greenblatt to play younger Ahsoka. But oh, that that's another thing. Um Barbie. Um, I think yeah, I, I want this. I think this is going to be a lesson really quickly. That like, so they took Star Wars and they tried to make it for young girls. They took something and tried to make it for a demographic it's not meant for. When you could have just made it for the demographic. <laughs> what? Let me finish. Let me finish. When you could make it for demographic it's meant for, and girls still loved it too. Then, and when you have Barbie now, you know you don't try to make it. Uh, so you don't try to action it up so you get the boys too and make it for boys instead. You make it for the demographic it's meant for, it made all the money in the universe. So I'm saying that like boys and girls like Star Wars the way it was. If they go back to that, they can start building up again. Well, now, yeah, that's, that's really interesting because like I, I wonder what the lessons Hollywood's going to learn from Barbie because like Barbie shows if you make something unapologetically girly um, that you can have like a four quadrant hit. But by the same token, though, I don't think, you know, the uh, Let It Dunham Polly Pocket movie uh, is going to, like, quite hit the same way. I think there is a lesson that, we're, like, if you just make something that's big budget and creative and musical and unapologetically girly, you can create, like, a MC, a woman's MCU versus, Even, like, like, like I, My, Little Pony. My Little Pony was not marketed for boys, but they aimed for what they were trying to do and made a good product that everybody ended up loving. I have to admit, Barbie being overtly girly, it was overtly meta. I mean, it was one steaming pile of meta. Was it overtly for specific... I mean, how much did they play to the audience it's meant for? Versus I, they they play pretty hard. I mean, like the whole like Barbie the Malibu Dream House and the that's uh, what I mean. like in the neon pink. It was unapologetically girly. It was yep. the Barbie core to the extreme. Uh, that's where the meta overrode overrode that because. That's why they, they knew the product that they were playing around with, because Barbie originally was intended to be super girly. And they kind of built off that in what it became the cult, as a cultural phenomenon and kind of played off that. I mean, that's why I'm saying that the whole movie was just meta upon meta upon meta. And that's why it did have such ra- wide-ranging appeal, and that's why so many people did find something to find funny about it. I mean, there was even a Snyder... Ver- Snyder- Verse joke in there for crying yeah, out loud. Yeah, but like, was it not to age. make fun of the Snyderverse fans, right? And that they uh, the Snyder Bros specifically, yes, exactly. But. So, like, yeah, they're they're playing to exactly the audience that like hates Snyderverse people. Like, well, yeah, and yeah, like, there, there, like, there was yeah, something like, for everyone in that movie, and that's why it did end up being the biggest box office hit of the year. I mean, the two movies that hit big at the box office this year were Barbie and Super Mario Brothers two properties that were based on generations that grew up with it as kids and all the way up through adulthood. I and mean, they didn't try to make them into things they're not, is the main thing that I'm going for. And versus well, like, well, like, the forces of destiny. Like, what anybody was like, <laughs> man, I can't wait to get more Star Wars so that it can look like this. Versus Captain Kennedy, who thinks that Star Wars is just an IP, and all you have to do is 
make it look like the thing for the demographic you want, then you should earn all the money, right? Versus just doing it like girls used to like it, like it was. Anyway, yeah, that's that's all I'm saying. Like they've been twisting it politically too much versus giving us the heart and like letting boys and girls and anybody to just to love it is the problem. Well, going he, to. He Generally giving one- a shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm okay. I'm not sure like how, what, how we got on this topic and like uh, if we need to get <laughs> well, back he, on track. Well, right. Yeah. Wait, but like uh, one little uh, side thought before we get back on track though, uh, to just to finish that thought out, let's mm-hmm. say we get uh, in the next three, four years, we get like um, Polly pocket, all these unapologetically four quadrant girl movies that are like mega successful as, as star Wars and the MCU. Mm-hmm. Do you think that would like lessen the pressure to like, you know, Keep on putting chicks in uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Star Wars in the Marvel universe. Oh, um, well, maybe. Um, I'm gonna whatever say makes no. the money will keep it going. Exactly. What doesn't make the money will get cut out. <laughs> but 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 like um yeah what what might happen is like they might just think that oh everybody just wants girly things now and then like just keep doing that versus what I hope what I hope what I hope happens is that they do that. And therefore, that audience gets satisfied, and they stop caring so much about things meant for boys, so that you can just make it normal again. Like I said, like Loki is now no longer female superior. We now have good female characters and male characters just being in story together. That's how Star Wars was in the first place, and that's why it brought us all together. And just yeah, we just gotta get away from the weird politics that they've been forcing in here, and just let Star Wars grow beyond the. The, the the pro wrestling and like only one gender matters that's been in for the last 10 years almost well, here's the million dollar question can they do that with kathleen kennedy still at the helm no, or is this gonna definitely cost her her job if they decide that that's what needs to be done she has got to go she's she and like mm. uh all because like the the main thing i saw the the biggest problem that kathleen kennedy created was that and it's from a good place like we saw several times at the start of her creation is like, she doesn't care about making good star Wars. She cares about making good star Wars with women. So like, she's like, I keep getting all these calls from men who want to work with me, who might be the best, the job because they genuinely care, but she will go for, she was, she said like, no, I want to give, she's trying to give jobs to women, which, you know, that's a good thing. You're, you're supposed to help other people and lift other people. But through that focus, we only started getting people who, didn't care about Star Wars. It's about gender politics instead. So Wait, yeah, how many? Yeah, but can I ask how many? Uh, you say that Kathleen uh, Kennedy is giving uh, like more women to jobs to direct and write these. But can I ask or, like what the specific statistics on men versus women are writing new Star Wars shows and directing new Star Wars shows slash movies? Have not taken that down at all yet. Um, that that would be just, a really interesting uh, statistic. My guess is it's I'm still I think it's p- still probably like maybe seventy to sixty percent male, but I, I feel like more women that have been you know when Star Wars is kind of like a boys' club. Um, when it comes to executive producers and writers and whatnot, and like the story group, I have been seeing, uh, and like once again, I'm, I, I'm liberal. I, I just want equality. I don't want superior on either side. But yeah, like. When you see like her story group uh, pictures and whatnot, it's mostly women, and so it's not necessarily like the best writers who give a shit about Star Wars. And then like, I, I think it has created like this childish back and forth that's been happening at Lucasfilm that we've been seeing on screen. Like, 
in ways that like I, I always thought we were done with his children on like boys versus girls as adults we should be but we're seeing well, it it's not just it's just not just it. the you know the how do i put this okay it's not just the gender politics it's also the latent ageism that they keep throwing into it because for the male film wants to pull out of their nosedive stop shitting on the legacy characters stop making all of them depressed broken down hating themselves hating their lives and just you know having the new characters oh, they're, they're a legend we should well we should probably dig them up we, we can, nothing will survive without them. <laughs> actually give a damn about the legacy characters if you're gonna include them or don't okay stop real quickly shitting on them <laughs> Um, Please. What's the third thing? What's our What's our third thing that we uh, of our it was sta- general state of Star Wars? But that's what we've been kind of doing for the last twenty yeah. thirty minutes. So, all right, cool. General state of Star Wars. Uh, the general state of Star Wars is that I feel like I'm seeing the ending of the Kathleen Kennedy era. Um, like uh, <laughs> that movie is going to hit any minute. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Like I've been watching those videos for years, and I always like scowled every time I saw it. I was like, "Damn, it ain't stopping, not yet." But like now, we're hitting like some like really brutal numbers that I don't think they can ignore, and um, it's across like the the fandom. Like they can't hide behind like only sexists don't like us. Like we're seeing like like the Rise of Skywalker was beautiful to me. I'll I'll still enjoy Rise of Skywalker because. That was the first time that, like, they didn't blame the fans for it sucking. Like, even Rise of Skywalker itself, you could tell, said, no, no, we suck. We, This is not sexism on your part. You guys are right. We just suck. And, and somehow Palpatine returned. Mm-hmm. And now, like, we're not seeing that fight as much. <laughs> that lives that fight doesn't last for me. <laughs> the fight of, like, telling people that it's not the movies, it's the fans, has faded. So, like, there's nowhere else to run. Is why I think things are going to be turning pretty soon. It'd be nice to see them top to bottom finally take responsibility for what they have done and start trying to heal what they have done. But uh, I, uh, I don't know how they go forward from here. I mean, I'll say the uh, South Park episode was toothless. I I don't I want to love it more than I did, but um, <laughs> it's on it's on uh, Paramount Plus, which no one has, and um, general people don't know the hell Kathleen Kennedy is, so they're just going to be confused when they see it. The, oh, only yeah, thing it does, no, the only reason anybody has Paramount Plus for Star Trek, so yeah, they don't know who Kathleen Kennedy is. <laughs> yep, and the only, the only thing that uh, episode did was just make the YouTubers happy. That's it. The Chuds, mainly, yeah. Yep. Well, it was and funny, then, though, because like, it, it was also designed to make fun of the Chud. Although it felt like it went exactly. more... Uh, exactly, more which the, lets uh, Kathleen Kennedy off. It, it totally left Kathleen Kennedy off the hook. It's like, it's not her. It's this fantasy version of her, which, if you look deeper at it, then that should be a bigger insult to Kathleen Kennedy. And then, uh, yeah, it made like all of, like the bad stuff that she does only bad through Cartman. So like, it, so they're they're playing both sides so that they can like have the Chuds think that we they got a victory, and then like you know like the Shills can be like, uh uh uh, like you didn't see it, you the you don't get the joke is on you because you're Cartman. Like, okay, I get it. I get it. So it's sort of like, uh, I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, I could understand why you thought it was like toothless. It didn't quite. It, it kind of used Kathleen Kennedy as a surrogate for like um, all of like uh, Disney and progressive filmmaking, even though she's only like one smaller part of the equation. Uh, but I think they just picked her just because she's like the one that um, people bitch about the most online. Uh, so of course, and, it's and just to find out that it was the Kathleen Kennedy from Earth six two two that's been screwing everything up. When we need the Kathleen Kennedy from Earth seven one seven to come back. 
Which I mean, like, it does make sense because, like, I like I had that one conversation with a friend who has his ear in the industry because, like, I, I we we had coffee. I was like, it was right. I think it was like after the Force Awakens. Even I was like, what the hell happened? Because Kathleen Kennedy's um, record up to that point ha- is one of the greatest of all time. So, like, it did. What did kind your friend say? Oh, he he said like. Uh, he he smiled pleasantly. He was like, "Ah, look at you! You don't understand. That's not her job, Keith. She's never a creator. She's not a science fiction writer. You like George Lucas. Her job is, um, that the reason why she's been so popular and even great at her job is that like a crazy person like George Lucas says, I need a spaceship and uh, aliens and blah 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 blah.' And like she says, "All right, crazy person, I'll make that happen for you.' And she's like responsible enough to be able to pull all the money together and get all the business on the back end. So that Steven Spielberg can say, I want a guy who's melting and exploding. And he can just focus on his craziness while she gets all of like the the structure to make it all happen. And well, to, that's why oh, Kathleen Kennedy uh, camp. Any of you here seen the uh, documentary series, the movies that made us? No, not yet. No, yeah. uh, it's not, not. I wouldn't call it must view uh, viewing, but it's like it, it's really pleasant background noise. If you're cooking, cleaning or whatever, just have it on in the background or eating something. Uh, they're, they're basically kind of like surface level documentaries about famous movies, and they give you like the production uh, background behind them. Uh, and they did an episode on, on uh, Jurassic Park, and they talked about how like Kathleen Kennedy orchestrated, the, you know, the, the, they were about to be rained out in uh, uh, Hawaii, but they also needed to shoot in L.A., and Kathleen Kennedy did this like really difficult uh, logistical planning and got that mm. to work out. Uh, so it was like an interesting like look at her at her like a bigger strengths. So I, I would recommend watching that episode to see that uh, uh, what Kathleen Kennedy's talents may be versus uh, being a creative person. Yep. Yeah. He's like, yeah, like she really is one of the best of all time, but you know, she doesn't know fuck a tie fighter is Keith. Like she doesn't give a shit. Like she grew up like, beyond that even which it would make sense like she grew up a, a normal person's life of like regular people's interests and like you know making money and understanding demographics and whatnot it was us they grew up underneath the religion of respecting star wars and stories and storytelling and, but for her she's like put a chicken in it and not because i'm cruel but because like uh she's grew up in a world women struggle and she's trying to help I don't give a fuck. Uh, Keith, what Keith you, have to, you have to say that correctly. It's put a chicken in it, make it lame. <laughs> make it lame. <laughs> make it lame. But yeah, oh like she's, from her point yeah. of view, she's like in a, a, a back into a corner of I'm just trying to help people. I don't care how fast a star destroyer goes. I'm just trying to help people. And we get our bullshit and lots of people arguing with each other as a result. But well, like, yeah, yeah, I mean, she, she co-founded Amblin Entertainment with Steven Spielberg. I mean, she is one of the uber producers that produced our childhoods. Yep, so. she's not a creator, though. She's just not right. a creator. Yeah. And, yeah. Please. If it makes you feel better, the younger generation, my generation, also feels this dissonance with Star Wars. That does make me feel much better. It's like, yeah, what I mean, can happen? You could tell they're trying to rewrite history. Like, they laid down so much of, like, just so you know, our stuff is the stuff that matters. And like we, we will make it so that when you look back on who defeated the Emperor, you look on my stuff. And it's like, ugh. Uh. One thing that uh, I, I I was really surprised, like, because, like, Kid Mystery, you kind of grew up with, like, the Clone Wars era of Star Wars. And I assume you have a decent amount of affection for that in the Rebels? Clone Wars and Rebels, yes. That was kind of my generation kind of thing. And the prequels? Um, Kind of. I mean, I I watched the prequels as the same way I'd watch the uh, uh, 
uh, original trilogy. Just old movies that my mom would show me, and I liked them. Okay. <laughs> and Kid Mystery is uh, actually the kid who got me to appreciate the prequels by telling me, like, because like I was still in my prequel suck, I will not forgive them. And you told me that, no, we know they suck and love them anyway. So, like, yeah. it changed the game for me where, like, you appreciate art for even its flaws versus, like, while I was, like, in the uh, still, like, a beginning era of, like, Disney Star Wars where people ignored flaws and acted like they didn't happen versus prequel fans were like, no, 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 we know, we know. And that, that honest love just, you know, blossomed a love for it for me. And that has been one positive. That has been sorry. Just one quick. um, That has been one positive. Yeah, one quick positive. That has been one positive aspect of Disney Star Wars has been the resurrection and appreciation to her for Hayden Christensen and everybody apologizing Mm -hmm. to him for just beating the crap out of him for episodes two and three, which none of those actors deserve for those movies. George Lucas wholly deserves to be beaten up for those. Because I mean, because I, I, I was having this discussion about six months ago with uh, some guys from another group, and it's like, oh, Hayden Christensen's terrible. He's awful. He's awful. I'm like, yeah, I kind of agree with you, but I keep hearing how he's great. So I finally decided to compare Hayden Christensen pre prequels and Hayden Christensen post. You watch the movie Life as a House, which was his big breakout role with uh, Kevin Klein and all those. It was it was a really great movie. Christensen was fantastic in that movie. Then you watch Jumper, which was Christensen's first movie after the prequels. I love George it. Lucas ruined Hayden Christensen. Cool. Yeah, he's so the actor good, you right? saw the actor you saw in Life as, as a House, mature, he understood the role, he understood what he was supposed to be doing for the story. Just pitch perfect. You watch him in Jumper, he didn't give a shit. He didn't care. He was doing it for a paycheck. He didn't even understand. He uh, seemed like he didn't understand what he was doing in the movie. And I know you're a pre- you like jumper, so I'm yes. sorry for this, Keith. No, but, no, you might be right. Um, I still like it. Um, but it, you, you, you watch it and you're like, Lucas ruined Hayden Christensen. All the Star Wars fans who hated the prequels ruined Hayden Christensen. So it's yeah, it's been great to see him trying to kind of get some love back after all these years of just being shit on for what Lucas did to him. So it's been great to see. Mm-hmm. Well, that was kind of like interesting is like uh, seeing like younger generations kind of ironically and unironically love the prequels uh, and like kind of see it pervade um, meme culture, you know, now that's pod racing. Hello there. <laughs> uh, it's dry like sand. So it's, it has become like ingrained in um, internet culture uh, because of that, which is why I was so interested because uh, on a surface level, like, uh, you know, kid mystery, you should be like uh, over the moon for this. Oh my God. God, the prequel era snips is in live action <laughs> in a two hundred million dollar budget yep. movie. This should override it. I should be ah. They are trying to get you. They're, they're specifically going for you, kid mystery. But how are they missing with you? What, what were they missing? Oh, I mean, I I uh, I had like a discussion with some of my friends about like Star Wars and our favorite Star Wars and why most of Disney stuff sucks. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, the only thing I think we kind of liked was Andor, and that was about it. Um, like, my friends thought, like, Ahsoka was kind of fine, um, but um, it did not really hit the mark. We just kind of felt like, oh, it's not very, like, it doesn't have good writing. And mm, just, um, it's just dreadfully boring, really. And we even have an Ahsoka who is now actively snickeringly admitted to torturing someone. Good information. That happened. 
That was a little weird. When, wait, when did she uh, admit to torturing someone? Um, to get the information from, I think, uh, the witch lady. Uh, oh, she from, joked with Wei Morgan. That, yeah, I think so. She joked with Wei Yun, like, oh, I can be convincing in non Jedi ways. Wink, wink. <laughs> like, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was I, I fucking put her through pain until she talked. Like, okay, oh. all right. Good guys. Oh. Good guys. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Another thing I was kind of curious to ask you guys, um, what do you think of Harrow? I can't believe we haven't even talked about Harrow yet. Another of my all-time favorite Star Wars characters, I she's my favorite Star Wars pilot. I think she's okay. Like, I'm glad, like, I was expecting more Ruin, like they usually do, but, like, I'll say they didn't do too much with her, so they couldn't ruin her, and I think that uh, Kate Wislet did a fine job of not being, like, the usual Star Wars female character hyper smugness. Uh, she wasn't smug, but she was so stiff and no, like, I'm saying she, she wasn't. Also had, like, oh yeah, she was, uh, she, she was like so stiff and like that. I guess that was my issue. Is that um, to Ahsoka uh, and Sabine? Uh, no, no. I, I thought I thought Winstead did pretty well by Hera. Ah, all right. So that that's that actually is all right. Yeah, like there wasn't much for her to do. I, I like it, but yeah, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I with all the love I have for Hera. And then, like, there are a couple animated Hera things under Disney that I've seen that make me not like what I saw. Like, they're, they're kind of ruining her and turning her into a Disney princess like they do with everyone. And, oh, oh, but how do you like uh, having C-3PO be Leia's surrogate to save Hera from uh, getting <laughs> strung up? Uh, huh? Definitely. Huh? It, has be, huh? it has to be Leia. Cool, huh? It has to be Pretty Leia. Cool. It has to be no Leia, nostalgia though. bit. Not Luke. Not Luke. Luke's not. You can't have anything good from Luke. Well, well why would Luke be there? Exactly. Wait, why would Luke be there in Seth Hayden? Leia does make more sense, but um, yeah, God, it was like the worst fan pandering. Like the C three PO, and he's yeah. with the is <laughs> is Luke Skywalker general? Like no, I think he's like he is. No, he's general Solo. I think he. I think he might be a general because, like, in like, I, it has been shown he was throughout the saga. He's been a leader of the Rebel Alliance. He was never even a general in uh, the original trilogy. He was just. Uh, his commander skywalker at one point i think he was referred to but i i don't think he ever got to like general like han did or i mean i don't know if leo's even a general until she became leader of the resistance in the sequels Mm -hmm. so yeah so so like uh, yeah i would think that uh underneath the normal circumstances the person who helped you know bring down the empire and lead to victory would be a part of like the rebuilding efforts and giving a shit on hunting down Imperial remnants. Like because of how they do Luke, we don't hear Jack shit about him at all. He's doing those Jedi stuff or something. Yeah. He's saying something about Jedi. And, and, and that's, and that's He's the thing kind of bug- fail for last Jedi. Thanks Disney. Thanks. And that's what kind of bugs me. Cause you think Leia would be like lockstep with Hera. Cause they were both quite interested in suppressing any, Imperial remnants that might still be lingering out there, so it wouldn't be Leia with a little favor to Hera, like, oh, here, here's a little get out, get out of jail free card for going off and doing whatever the hell you want. Leia, mm-hmm. actually, you would think Leia and Hera would be like, like regularly meeting and talking, yes. like, okay, I've heard, I've heard stuff. This is a serious threat. We need to take care of this. But uh, that's just thinking, I guess. All right. Um, wrapping some things up, I think there's like um, uh, what else? What else I want to touch on? Oh, uh, really quickly, 
<laughs> uh, Disney Star Wars loves wasting legacy uh, sci-fi famous people. Uh, Aaron from uh, from oh, Claudia Black. Yes. yes, Aaron. She is one of the uh. greatest actresses of all time, and she is hidden underneath cakes of makeup. Like you, you get the the queen of Farscape on Star Wars, and you do nothing with her. They also got um, the big bear guy from. Uh, Expanse. What was his name? He's like a the big teddy bear killer man. Uh, Expanse. Who Loser. was he in uh, Soka? Ah, uh, he he was the uh, golden masked stormtrooper. Ah, uh, he was um Enoch. Uh, yeah. Uh, nice. Expanse. That, that, uh, that's the other thing that bugged me was Enoch and Morocco. I would just hope they would have done a little more with both of those, but. Yeah. Instead of, uh, of Morocco just going on like a big green mist and Enoch just whatever. Hey, you guys can see the browser I'm sharing, right? Yep. Okay, yeah. yeah, it's this guy right here. He is a huge deal in sci-fi now. He's an amazing actor. And they hit him as a two-hit-point ninja. And just, well, yeah. Well, James Bond was in The Force Awakens, but nobody oh, really yeah, cared. Oh, yeah, that's right. So. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. But yeah. What waste of of legacy great characters and so yeah okay um but look, do you want to close this up with final thoughts or do you have anything else we can touch on before we close? I'll up? say though those um stormtrooper designs were were pretty badass um the, yeah they like, were centurions yeah yeah but all the stuff that my friend is doing is fantastic <laughs> like yeah like uh, yeah the, which is sad like I, I the costumes the sets um that the that we talked about that uh T six ship for Ahsoka. And why does the the table go up and down? Because it's a it's a dojo too, just right. extravagant. Like if they had a story to go with the production design, like Star Wars would be some of the best we've ever seen for a long time. Well, that's where that hundred million went. Just not the writing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Final All right, thoughts. Wrap this up. Yep. Final thoughts. Kid mystery. What are your final thoughts on? Ahsoka season one and the state of Star Wars. Um, I'm sure Star Wars is going to continue chugging. Uh, just unlike you, Keith, I wouldn't mind a reboot. Honestly, Ugh. it would give us an excuse to actually uh, have recast members and maybe make an, a story that uh, isn't as as a mess as in right now. Wait, and we can okay. have a bunch of other stuff. Can we talk about rebooting really quickly and why we shouldn't do it? Keith, Keith, we're reaching the two-hour mark. I, I know. To be that guy. I know. I, I know. I'll, I'll be really fast. We already have a perfect beginning of the story. We don't need to do it again. Um, what we need to do to reboot is, yes, get away from this, jump 300 years in the future, and then, like, what you want is different but as significant. We don't need to do exactly Luke Han Leia again. We need to do three new characters that are, they work well together that go through an adventure together. Don't just leave Star Wars alone. Three hundred oh. years, cyberpunk future. Let's go. Unless, Maybe. unless, unless uh, we do. So, um, DC Universe is getting Elseworlds, and uh, Marvel MCU. I think they're going to use Spotlight for it. So, yes, for uh, Star Wars, yes, I want another label. That allows you to go any style you want, reboot as many times as you want, and go wild as you want. There's going to be the there should be the main multiverse timeline because I don't want the sequel trilogy to be official. 
but like they should have that timeline they can do whatever they want with, but have a spotlight label so that you can do hyper 80s uh, Star Wars. Or yes, then you can do Matthew Vaughn redo of the original trilogy. But like, don't reset again and just redo. That's what I mean. Well, I mean, you know, if they do that, it's just probably going to become more popular than the original because it's the original is becoming a kind of, well... We've talked about the problems of of the what they're doing with it now. So if we if they theoretically that, did that, I think what? it probably That's overshadow okay. it. That is fine. That's what you should be trying to do. Like MCU already did. MCU is Star Wars and it overshadows Star Wars. They took the elements of Star Wars and they did it very well, and they ended up overshadowing. And yes, we should try to top the best. That's fine. Just stop trying to restart everything and negate the best. Well, that's the thing with terms and canon and non-canon and all that. We can label it something else, but ultimately it's all fiction, really. And no matter what we talk about it, you can just see in your mind the original trilogy just being canon and prequels not even being canon. Or if you want, you can see only the Star Wars stuff being canon or uh, everything else is not canon. Because, like, honestly, um, these labels don't really matter. Or what the executives say. Like, um, this toy guru, Scott Knight, like, he pointed out how, like, um, there's an original, uh, author of, uh, Sherlock Holmes. And there's been tons of stories afterwards after that. You can consider them canon or not. It's up to you. Cause, yeah, it's just fiction and fun. You don't have to care. Well, you don't want to hear the Arthur Conan Doyle, uh, commentary about the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock? Come on. You know, I fucked up my legacy. The yeah, I would love to do that. All right, uh, MJ, uh, final thoughts of Ahsoka and the state of Star Wars. Well, there's something that I wish a lot of franchises, <laughs> including Star Wars, would stop doing, and that's the Paul Harvey syndrome. And what I mean by that, if okay, if, in case anybody doesn't remember who Paul Harvey was, he was a syndicated radio broadcaster who was big over the la- from like the 70s until uh, about 2010 when he passed away. But the signature of his shows was he always let off with a little five-minute blurb story, and then he'd spend the rest of his 45 minutes of the program filling in all the details of what he talked about in those first five minutes. Mm-hmm. That apparently is just the way all these modern franchises like to run nowadays. Star Wars. We had the original trilogy. Now here's all the shit that happened before. And they keep getting mm-hmm. stuck in the cycle, and they will not move on. Now, granted, the one time they did try moving on, was a train wreck. <laughs> but oh, oh, they, they tried to, to move on it, by resetting everything. They moved on by making the sequel trilogy and uh, resetting everything. Yeah, like, they didn't move yeah. on. They just turned it back to you again. Rebels versus Empire. Well, yeah, that's when they realized the sequels are a bad idea. But like, to your point, Keith, they just need to just move on, jump ahead, mm-hmm. have everything in the past actually be the past. Try to rebuild the brand that way and actually get a story that people can get invested in again. Oh, Because right now, all this constant retreading and filling in the gaps and tripping over previously seen canon, it's not helping them. It's just really making quickly, things worse. The, the ability to not be able to invest is because of locked-in terrible futures. Like, um, right. that, that, that is the hugest thing. Like, Because, uh, like, you know what? I'd be, I'd be uh, a lot more forgiving of Ahsoka if this is, like, the, the very start of Disney Star Wars. If this is the very start of Disney Star Wars where your brain could just blossom into 
all the things that Luke Skywalker could be doing and how this could all turn out. But like to the core fans, all you're like sitting down and you go, ah, and this leads to the last Jedi. Oh, it doesn't really matter. This leads to somehow Palpatine returned. Yeah, <laughs> right. And that, that's and that's that's the most depressing thing about it is because the reason nobody likes the sequel trilogy is because it sucked. Sorry, it sucked. It was retread. It was stupid. It wasn't earned. It sucked. It didn't so why forward, are you trying to use the next path. five six years of content to justify your three year your original six year mistake? Knock it off. Move mm-hmm. on. So. As likely as they are to do that in our generation, I don't know. But All right. they, they, they can't keep doing what they're doing. Isaac, final thoughts and the state of Star Wars. Um, Ahsoka is a very frustrating. Uh, like I don't I, like I, I'd rate it better than the Mandalorian season three. Um, and I think there's some wonderful artistic flourishes, and it's fun to see elements that we never thought we would see in live action, like the world between worlds, uh, the Centaurian stormtroopers, the Night Sisters. Uh, but it was ultimately too unfocused, too meandering, um, with uh, not great performances from uh, people who we know are capable of doing better, like Rosario Dawson. Um, uh, which is like just a huge disappointment because in my head, I love the narrative of Dave Filoni, like this man ascending to George Lucas's throne yeah. after, uh, <laughs> working as his apprentice, uh, for so long. And, and I was rooting for the series. I really wanted it to be more than the sum of its parts, but, uh, I'm sad that we kind of like fell into like the worst, uh, justifications of, um, you know, uh, the Chudiverse. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, the, the level of disappointment is so great that it forced Mahler to like um, stop in the middle of whatever his five hour stuck dissections of the MCU movie <laughs> like Ant-Man, and put out a 45 minute review just to like come up with two other episodes that use the world between worlds format better and mm. more effectively than uh, Ahsoka did with uh, its moment uh, with the world between worlds and the uh, flashback with Anakin. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Um, like- do you like the video, Keith? Um, uh, Mahler's video. Yeah. Yes, of course. Um, <laughs> glad, uh, glad to see him off the bench finally, and and making something out of uh, outside of like let's plays. Um, Keith. Yeah. Uh, to end this podcast, I think we should end it on a meme I posted in general of the Discord. I think I haven't finished my final thoughts and future i think did i say it yet final thoughts i got oh, some give final, thoughts, final thoughts and then uh, then let's uh, let's go to the meme yes all right um let's see my final thoughts ah oh, god i i, I had a, a good starting point and I, I forgot it so i guess i will freestyle until it comes back to me um my final thoughts are that uh yeah please get rid of Kathleen Kennedy. oh is this uh what i think i saw was um like People are kind of like wondering, like, is this, is uh, Dave Filoni now on Kathy Kennedy's side? Because this felt like you know they got rid of uh, Favreau and moved Filoni. And what I think is happening is like, um, Kathy Kennedy said, "Hey, do you want some real money and you know a real shot?" And there's no way that Dave Filoni would ever say no. And but she gave him, like, uh, she gave him all those rules that like you have to force this, this, and this. So we got the crap. But like, I, I think I saw goodness in there. Um, I appreciate him trying, and he would have done what any of us would have done. Because, like, if I was given those rules and given a shot at making Star Wars, I'll make it as 
terrible as Kathleen Kennedy once, and I'll be happy that I got a shot to make it, uh, make my Star Wars and put my characters on screen. So that's what I saw, like him doing the best he could underneath the rules that he has, and it turning out to be like the forced, convoluted garbage that we've been having because we can't just get what would happen in Star Wars. We have to get what happens forced around the rules that Kathleen Kennedy creates and makes a very clunky product. So, yeah, um, those are my final thoughts on Ahsoka. So, Kid Mystery, uh, final meme. Uh, yeah, so, I posted it in general, if you want to uh, uh, look at that real quick. And, bam. Tarkin. Put it on. Uh, <laughs> see if you can put it on screen. Uh, um, see it. <laughs> I think I see. It. I think I got it. Or I'm doing it right. There's there's rebel scum. <laughs> Throw on. <blah, blah>, <laughs> get fucked. Blast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. They they uh they gave Thrawn the freaking business, man. He is so much better than this, and that, that was horrible to see. What they just crunched him down into being like yeah well was, let's 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 just call him properly what he is coming out of the ahsoka series he's not admiral thrawn he's admiral dad bod let's just ooh. call him what he is <laughs> hey, yeah no, i'm not dad bod shaming I, i'm nope. destined for that as well i get it i'm shaming but, the the costume department and but, oh is shaming your friend my oh, gosh oh, oh, um, um i shifting oh, i mean not you just, no, i mean i mean Thrawn is supposed to be a physically imposing character as well as an intellectually imposing character. And yeah, what we saw on screen was not imposing at all. It's just the guy who enjoyed a few too many naughty barbecues when he was stuck on Paradia. Send two <laughs> TIE fighters. Mm, yes. Two TIE fighters will take out a Jedi. I'm so smart. Like, <laughs> ah, yeah. But, but yeah. I, again, the biggest problem was um, Thrawn, even in the books, was that they did write him too smart to the point where you would have to cheat to ever beat him. Like, there were times where good guys would be trying to sneak around in his territory and they turn a corner and he's like, hi guys, yeah, I knew you'd come here. And you're like, man, like, you're writing him, they do write him too good. But now they It's because he studied their culture's art style, Keith. That's how he knew them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's how he defeated he, he everyone good, and then they made him too stupid so all right um anything else we should touch upon no i think that's it that's right it. on kid mystery where can we find more of you on the internet uh i'm not really anymore but uh uh well yeah you're at school you don't have time <laughs> Cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> school. <laughs> All right, then MJ, where can we find more of you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on all the socials at MJ3342. That's E-M-J-A-Y-3342. All right, Isaac, where can we find more of your work on the internet? Uh, you can find me on uh, Lobster Magnet Reviews. Uh, go check out my video on Mr. Beast and uh, how to destroy him using the power of Judaism. <laughs> and then uh yeah you can find me at keith justice on instagram at keith Hayward on the twitters you can find this podcast on more on popgeeks.com look us up on youtube where the couch command podcast thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next one likely will be loki season two and remember uh, till next time geek out crack on <laughs> <laughs> bye bye